Greetings members old and new, and welcome back to the Possibility Department, your one-stop shop for the modern-day occultist. If you find yourself entertaining the possibilities of anything and everything when it comes to the great unknown, then this is the place for you. My name is Luciana and I'll be your host as we dive into what I like to call spiritual and psychological templates for living our lives, interpreting our lives, and creating change in our lives. Take what you like, toss what you don't, and remember that what we talk about on this podcast is just as far-fetched as the concept of any higher power. Alright, let's talk about some weird sh- Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Possibility Department Podcast. I have a solo episode today, I'm excited about it, feels like it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. I did a reading in my last episode, so if you're interested in that, check it out. It's an audio card reading, obviously, but there is a link for you to look at the cards if that is something that interests you. As always, I of course cannot go any further without thanking my sponsor level patrons that are responsible for bringing this podcast to you. So thank you so much to Gemma, Hannah, Sydney, Sandra, Savannah, Brianna, Jewel, Amy, Mariella, Erica, Brittany, Ingrid, Karen, Tara, Myriad, Noel, Sarah, and Luna. Thank you so much for supporting me on Patreon over on level 2.5 and 3. That's right, I added a level 2.5. It's the midpoint between level 2 and level 3. And the reason for that is that it's basically just like level 2 as far as all the benefits that you get, with the one exception that you get access to the entire meditation library, which has three new ones added every single month. So you get access to all of that for uh, 15 bucks. So that's really exciting. Hope you'll check that out. Today... The topic of our episode is what is intuition? And this is going to be a tie-in to an episode that I have over on Patreon. I believe I named the Patreon episode um, the messy progression of intuition. I get way more personal in that episode and talk about how my intuition has sort of grown and changed over the years, different experiences that I've had, um, experiences that are kind of weird that I've had with like card readings, things popping up, gut like hunches and things like that. And so I talk about my interpretation of my intuition over the years and how it's grown and then different experiences for me as well as my personal interpretations. But I wanted to talk about intuition in more of a broad sense and the you know, what, what, what is it? We talk about it all the time, but what is it really? Is it something that can be sort of psychologically proven or is it just this kind of metaphysical woo kind of thing that we all talk about all the time? And I am hoping to do a part two to this episode, so hopefully that will come together, so stay, stay tuned for that. But I guess to start off, let's start off with a good old-fashioned definition from Oxford dictionary, shall we? Intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So another great definition for this, and I will link all of this with the episode as I always do, but another great definition that I love is from Psychology Today, um, and it says, intuition is a form of knowledge that appears in the consciousness without obvious deliberation. It is not magical, but rather a faculty in which hunches are generated by the unconscious mind rapidly sifting through past experience and cumulative knowledge. 
often referred to as, quote, gut feelings, unquote, intuition tends to arise holistically and quickly without awareness of the underlying mental processing of information. Scientists have repeatedly demonstrated how information can register on the brain without conscious awareness and positively influence decision-making and other behavior. So, in other words, here's how I understand intuition. Our unconscious mind through the senses, through our environment, is constantly taking in tons of information. Many resources on the internet, if you just straight up Google it, will say 11 million bits of information per second, whereas the conscious mind, I think, can only process about 40 or 50. However, I have to admit, I can't find any recent studies on that. Most of them seem to be articles really from like 2014 2015 so I'm not entirely sure if that information is up to date but if you just do a quick google search that's what you'll get that through our environment and through our senses we take in about 11 million bits of information per second all of that is unconscious and we can only process about 40 bits of conscious information so through that Intuition is something that sort of connects dots for you without you consciously thinking of what those dots are in their progression. At least that's my interpretation of it, right? I'm not here to tell you a scientific answer of exactly what it is. I'm here to theorize and sort of chat about it. And so for me, the way I see intuition is when I need an answer or I'm unsure of what to do and I sort of get that gut hunch or that gut feeling, it's not necessarily... Although I am a spiritual person and I can be spiritual, it's not necessarily something otherworldly <laughs> or something that's uh, metaphysical or magical, although I will always hold out the possibility for that. It could also be tons and tons of information that my brain has taken in and it's 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 moving towards an answer and sifting towards it in a non-logical, non-linear way. And that is why I'm getting that hunch to do X, Y, Z. So this is outlined really well, in my opinion, in another article in Psychology Today that's fairly old. I've actually cited it before because I love this example, but it's from 2011 and it's called What is Intuition and How Do We Use It by Francis P. Choll. I hope I'm saying that right. I will also link it, uh, I believe... He is the author of The Intuitive Compass, which I have not read, but the way it's outlined in this article is talking about how the conscious mind is sort of this expert at, you know, logical pathways, whereas the unconscious mind, quote, searches through the past, pe present, and future and connects with hunches and feelings in a non-linear way, so what I was just talking about. And so the recommendation in this article is to dialogue with your unconscious. Now, obviously, you don't have to do this out loud if you're out in public, but the beauty of our minds is that it's a very private place, right? We can have private conversations with our mind. And so in this article, he gives the example of asking your subconscious, what should I wear today? And you get the instant answer of wear red. And maybe you're like, hey, I don't want to wear red. That's kind of weird. I have an interview. And I think I've given this example before. I know I have. Um, so your conscious mind is saying, wait, I have an interview. Red is kind of aggressive. I don't know. But your subconscious mind is saying, but you feel good in red. Like, just just trust me. Just wear the red. And maybe your subconscious is saying that, or your unconscious is saying that, or giving you that hunch or that message because it's sifting through information that is unconscious to you and knows somehow that you feel amazing in red, that you kick ass when you're in red, that it creates a domino effect in your life when you walk out the door with confidence, right? And of course, I've made this 
example a million times before, but wearing a kick-ass outfit to an interview and wearing an outfit that makes you feel like crap to an interview are two very different interviews, right? It makes a difference. And so you can utilize your intuition to sort of dialogue these life decisions. And the thing is, is that these life decisions, they might seem small, but as I always say, life is a big domino effect, right? So if you can affect the... Um, the important moments in your life, small as they may be, that can create a positive domino effect for you in the direction that hopefully you're wanting it to go. So I think it's an excellent thing to play with. And in my Patreon podcast, I talked about how it's not like, so if you're trying to play with your intuition or listen to yourself or figure out how to use it, it's not like you have to go trusting it wholeheartedly for huge decisions like right off the bat you know you don't have to I don't know move to the Bahamas tomorrow because your intuition quote told you to I mean you can that's amazing but you don't have to go all in right away in fact in the Patreon podcast I talk about how I did this really incrementally because I'm someone who I can be a little negative (laughs) I can be a little bit of a negative Nancy. I can be a little bit cynical. I can be a little bit skeptical. I can be a little bit, you know, um, untrusting. Is that a word? Which is very strange for someone who talks about the occult and metaphysics. I'm the most skeptical person. I love using this stuff. I love theorizing about it. I love applying it to my life. But I always kind of have like this one, I don't know, this one foot (laughs) on the other side of the door like "Mm, I don't know and so you can start experimenting little by little you know maybe your intuition tells you like oh go to this coffee shop instead of this one or say this thing to this person or whatever it is you can just start small and see how that works out for you and that will let you sort of incrementally trust a little more and a little more And a good thing to do as well is to pay attention to physical sensations in your body. Namely, you're going to want to pay attention to your gut. So according to Judith Orloff, MD, who is the um, author of the Empath Survival Guide, and I believe one more book on intuition that is uh, fleeing my mind right now, uh, Guide to Intuitive Health. And according to Judith or Dr. Orloff, intuition sort of operates in the right side of the brain, the brain's hippocampus, and then also through our gut because the digestive system also has neurons. And so this to me was really cool because we call it a gut feeling, right? And we often feel physical sensations in our gut because, so this is an article from, this one's also kind of old. Let me see what year it was. Um, this one is from 2017 and it's called the science behind intuition and how you can use it to get ahead at work. So it's not really relevant to what we're talking about here, but it is from Forbes. So I guess that's what we can, what we can expect from Forbes. But there's an interesting section on the, the brain and the gut. Okay. So this is a direct quote from this article. It says, pay attention to your gut. When the neurotransmitters in your gut fire up, you may be feeling either butterflies or queasy sensations. Pay attention to those. It's no accident we use the term intuition and gut feeling interchangeably because science has now shown us that our gut has a brain of its own, a second brain, 
so to speak. In fact, our gut has an entire network of neurotransmitters called the enteric nervous system. So this is really interesting because it proves something that we've been talking about for a long time. How long have we all been saying things like gut feeling or I have a weird feeling in my stomach? And so I do think that using these tools, it's it's not, I don't know, it's not hippy dippy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think often when people say that they they act from a place of intuition or they make decisions ba- based on intuition, everyone in the room kind of goes like, ugh. <laughs> but it's a tool. It's a tool that's available to us that our body is sort of, our, our brain and our body is offering up as as something that we can use, as this gift that we can sort of use. And so back to the example of the gut in this Forbes article, the writer of this article talks about how um, in meetings with a certain person, she continuously got these queasy feelings. And it turned out that this person, I don't remember, um, had a habit of, of firing people who were in her position or, or something like that. I'll link the article. But anyways, she described it as sort of like a save from her intuition. <laughs> so I think these things can work. However, however, here's the flip side. Um, you have to be careful with how you use it because you are dealing with unconscious information that has been taken in, which brings us to the subject of unconscious bias. So This is useful for things like wear red, go to this coffee shop, be at this place in this time, bake bread and give it to this person, you know? Um, But you have to be careful because we are working with this unconscious information that a lot of the information that's being drawn upon could be based on unconscious bias if you're talking about people, right? We all have unconscious bias that lies within us. This is not like a question of do I have unconscious bias? No, you do. Everyone does. It's in our society. It's in our culture, right? We have unconscious biases within us based on people's uh, gender, age, race, nationality, all of those things. And hopefully we are all working to undo that and unravel it. But those things are there, especially if we grew up in times or societies or cultures or households where some of those stereotypes were um, reinforced in any way. Um, And so it's important that when you're talking about people and gut feelings about people, that you're not letting any form of like unconscious bias shine through and then calling that intuition. So that is really important to note as well. So That being said, I feel like my experience of intuition, typically the information that it brings you is information that is personal to you. In practicing these kinds of things for years, I've only had a weird gut feeling about someone maybe about three times. Um, And it's proven to be useful in those three times. And it's never something that's angry or that feels like um, big or intense even. It's usually just a sense of Um, maybe don't share a lot of information with this person, you know, maybe don't tell them your life story and maybe like keep a distance and get to know them first or, you know, it's, it's usually just kind of a, um, more of a gentle kind of nudge. It never feels very huge, but really intuition, I feel like is more of a bringer of messages for you 
personally. So you might get gut feelings about an environment that you're in that maybe just doesn't feel nourishing to you. Maybe your body's literally trying to tell you like, hey, I don't like going to parties or like, or whatever it is. I don't like bowling or <laughs> or whatever the deal is. Maybe the, the vibe in the room just feels strange or a lot of times it's also just um, personal messages of information that you may need to process or to hear. A great window into that is things like tarot. Even if you don't understand the images in the tarot and you don't know them all by heart, which you totally don't need to, I don't think. I feel like you can still get tremendous value out of it without knowing everything by heart. In fact, I feel like I mean, I'm learning the tarot more intensely because I love the imagery and the symbolism behind it, but I feel like it's almost more intuitive to not know all of it and to just kind of look and see what it brings up for you. In Brazil, when something is um, when something is, is learned by heart to a T to a point where you cling to the standards too much, it's called decoreba. <laughs> And um, when people get too intense about tarot and knowing every single meaning by heart, I think of that word. I think of decoreba. I don't know why I just told you that. It doesn't really make any sense in this context. But things like the tarot, right? You can look at one image, one card, and ask yourself, what does this image mean to me? And it can bring up all sorts of advice that you're giving yourself, information on what moves to make next, information on how you can be more gentle with yourself if you need it, or maybe kick your ass into gear if you need it, you know? So it's sort of letting thoughts flow through. And sometimes you do need to give yourself a little bit of a window to allow that to happen. And so like I said in that article in Psychology Today, he recommends dialoguing with yourself. Also, I think one of the other things listed in that article is just straight up journaling. Something that I like doing is I like sort of just talking through my thoughts. Sometimes I'm not a huge journaler anymore. I think because I have to write for my business, writing doesn't feel as magical anymore. So sometimes what I'll do is I will, if I need to process something, I'll record a voice memo and I'll, you know, talk out loud and kind of get it all out. And then afterwards I'll delete the voice memo because... God forbid anyone listens to that shit. So. <laughs> but learning the slow process, and this is, again, something I go into in depth in the podcast on Patreon, but the slow process of learning how to use your intuition is sort of learning your own language with yourself and how things work for you and how you can sort of communicate with yourself, which I know sounds like it should be easy, but it's actually not that easy, if that makes sense. Learning to use your intuition is learning to sort of defy the majority of kind of what we've been taught. It, it sort of asks you to defy logic in a lot of ways, and we're not really taught to do that, right? I think one of the articles I'm going to link, I can't remember which one, talks about how people make the argument of like, oh, we have to think logically, we're not animals, but we are animals. <laughs> <laughs> have you forgotten, my good sir? <laughs> we are animals. And 
using your intuition sort of teaches you to defy logic and sort of go with your gut feelings and your your senses, what you're feeling in your body, what your mind is automatically sort of thinking, the images, the the signs, the symbols, the sounds that come up in your mind. So a big part of this is learning to sort of watch your brain like it's a freaking TV set, my friend. And that I think is the hardest part. That is something I started practicing probably about five or six years ago when I first got into, um, when I started to get into spirituality more intensely. I had always been into it, but then I decided to start taking it more seriously. And one of the things about intuition is that you have to pay attention to your thoughts. It's okay that thoughts drift in and out. That's how our brain works, but you have to pay attention to them and see what's coming in and out and maybe keep somewhat of a record of those and through that you're able to notice patterns you're able to notice patterns that play out in your life you know when I see this images perhaps it means this thing for me when I see these numbers perhaps it means these things and to some people you know talking about signs and symbols now that might bring up synchronicity and the idea of well that means we're working with something divine because you're seeing all these symbols but also there's the reticular activating system right that actively will look for (laughs) will actively look for basically what you tell it to look for or what you affirm so there's a lot there right there's a lot there which is why I love the idea and I've talked about this on Patreon but I love the idea of keeping some sort of record or a book or a notebook of uh, UPG, Unverified Personal Gnosis. We talk about this in my interview with Firelight. If you're interested in that, go back a couple episodes and listen to that interview. It's fantastic. But Unverified Personal Gnosis is all of this kind of stuff that we're talking about, right? It's stuff that we cannot verify. One that I talk about a lot is that I'll often see the number 27 in times of transformation, in times of like great change for me. Can I prove that? No, not really. Is that something that I can create some sort of scientific study for? No. Can I apply it to everyone else's life? No. But is is it a pattern that I notice? Yeah. Take note of it, you know? Take just take note of like little patterns and how things work for you, things that you notice, ways that you're able to communicate with yourself, your dreams. That's a big one. Um if you're able to sort of document your dreams you're able to prove some deja vu sometimes you know when you're I I don't know in the middle of a task or doing whatever you do and you get that feeling of deja vu of I've been here before but you can't really confirm it if you record your dreams sometimes you're able to go back and be like oh I I did dream something very similar to this and that is really weird it's really weird but also really cool we we don't know (laughs) how all of this works and if you've ever done like readings for people you definitely we don't know how any of this works there is sort of this logical more psychological side that we talked about a lot today on this podcast but also once you start documenting stuff things get weird things get weird and I'm all for that because it just infuses a little bit of weirdness and a little bit of magic into life and who doesn't want more of that we need more of that so start taking note even if it's just a notes app on your phone you can download I think Evernote is still free Um, I use Milanote which has a free version as well So you could just keep it on your phone, you know, you're at work and you notice something or a random thought pops into your head that you think might be significant about something. 
take note of it. Take note of what was the thought, what did you see, what was the image, what was the sensation, how did it feel? And I talked about this in the Patreon podcast, but a big part of learning to work with your intuition, I think, is not not diving in right away and saying like, oh, I had this vision and so it has to come true within the next seven days, otherwise it wasn't my intuition. No. It is my interpretation or my personal opinion that when something happens and you feel like it might be a spark of intuition, the best thing to do, especially when you're just starting out, is to take note of it and sort of file it away and just be like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder if that'll come up. And often it does, but you don't need to to cling to it and try to prove to yourself that it's somehow real. I feel like that's a a recipe for disaster because then you're putting pressure on yourself and then you're not really open to your intuition anymore because you just start to get frustrated and angry because the, I don't know, the vision or the thing didn't happen within 30 minutes or whatever it is. So I think the best way to go about this is pay attention to your sensations, pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to signs, symbols, um, uh, sounds even. Pay attention to these things and make a little note of it. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be in a notes app and just file it away and say, okay, I, you know, I made note of that. Let's see if it comes up. And when it does come up or when it seems to be synonymous with some kind of message or, or um, advice or something that you should do or a time of such or other, then make note of what that means for you. And then when that thought or that sign or that symbol comes up again, Perhaps it's another sign that that pattern, that thing is coming up again for you. It's you're, you're sort of speaking a language with either the universe or yourself. I don't I don't really know. I have no idea, but it's fun. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little messy, right? It's been a while since I've done a solo one. Um, and hopefully I'll get together a part two. I'm not sure if it will be directly after this episode or not, but I would really love to do a part two and um, ask some other practitioners and people out there what they think of intuition and what their definition is and how they work with it. So stay tuned for that. It might come a little late, so just kind of hold your horses. But in the meantime, if uh, you're interested in my big personal story on intuition, I think it's over a 40-minute episode, head over to Patreon. You can get that on level one, five dollars, along with 34 episodes of my private podcast on Patreon, and then like the 47 episodes that I deleted from the public. So yeah, head on over there, join the Discord, join the group chat. If you enjoy my podcast, please do me a massive favor and leave me a review wherever you're listening to this. It really super helps me. These podcasts are free. Um, It does take work to put them out. So if you could do that for me, that'd be great. If you know a friend that you think might enjoy it, please share it. Um, I'll love you forever. I love you forever anyways. So I guess, you know, do as you will. Um, I hope you have a great week ahead of you and stay mysterious.